Hello, spacers. Welcome to Starlight, a space opera. I'm Isaac, your host and GM for the adventures ahead. This show, whether you're watching or listening, is a labor of love, and one that we want to make the best for you. So if you can, take a moment to freely subscribe or share however is most comfortable for you. Thanks. Now let's plot a course to Starlight. What up, party people? Welcome back to Starlight! <laughs> Last time I was a little hangry, so we're bringing the energy! <laughs> and with that, I bring the introduction to an all-star <laughs> cast. We have Atlas, played by... <laughs> Coons. <laughs> My wife, the elephant, playing... McKenna Ali, and it's Courtney Yorks, playing McKenna Ali. And... Sam Williams <laughs> playing Clive Jensen. <clears throat> Guys, seriously, thanks for joining in the adventure. Thanks for being on this learning curve, this story, this D&D grind with us. And to treat you all for your viewing pleasure and the wonderful music to your ears, another poem in our series of Poem Month. Can you guys tell Isaac's, like, really not excited about this? <laughs> he actually hates what we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, really hates it. I think we should... We should probably stop. Yeah. But we're gonna keep going. Yeah. Okay. Bad Poetry by McKenna Ali. They call him Dungeon Master, but really he's quite a crapster. He claims mm. to be fair, but he leads us to the lair. Oh, yeah. He works hard to perform like a bard. He rolls the dice, which becomes our vice. Are you a fan? Then join the band. We think he's great, but sometimes we hate. We'll keep him around until the treasure is found. Wow. I love nailed that. It? Yeah, you nailed that. Boom. One day, we're going to have a book of poems by McKenna that's going to be available for... For maybe Patreon subscribers? Coming in 462 days to you. Yes. Please don't start counting. <laughs> okay. Guys, are you ready to ready. get into this episode of Starlight? Let's do it! Alright. <clears throat> Neuralink, access memories. Accessing. Sharing secrets in Thyra's safe room, the spacers learn that perhaps the six signs which will harbor the Sunmaker's return are nothing more than a political ploy being used by Speaker Hulse and the House of Dictates. Still, they could be truthful. Is the Sunmaker going to reappear? The spacers find themselves getting into more than they originally bargained for. But Thyra has a potential connection that could help them get to the bottom of things. Thyra, having tortured someone in cordial negotiations, has learned of an ancient temple once used by the Sunmaker, and now by Speaker Holst. With dark dealings, they come to an agreement. Memories retrieved. 
Footsteps can be heard coming down the stairs. The door bursts open. Three uh, dark-clothed figures, and they shout, They're dead! The House of Roses! There's been an explosion, Thyra! Thyra snaps her head over. What? Yeah. They killed them all. All of them. They were holding a, an emergency meeting, Thyra, and... And this is this is worse than I than I thought it was. We have to act quickly. We have to act now. They're growing bolder. And she looks at you three and she says, Do we have do we have a deal? Well I think we do, but when you say they're all dead, is that are we talking the entire political group? Or just did the dick were the dictates? Are they dead too? Yeah, like who was there? Do we no. know? No, it was the affirmed. It was on their wing of the House of Roses. You see what appears to be a pug step forward, and he pulls back his hood, and he has like a bright, vibrant mohawk that's been kind of combed over, and uh, you see just tattoos running up and down his body, and you also see a stun cudgel on his side. And he says, "No, the wing on the House of Roses. It's." The one that belongs to the inner circle of the affirmed. Blown to bits. All of it. Nothing but smithereens. Right at the time of the attack. This is all just a little bit too coincidental for me. I think we need to hurry up and figure out what's going on here. I have a feeling we're all in grave, grave danger. I mean, they could be coming here next and we have no idea. Thyra snaps her and she goes, He's quite correct. I want double the men... I want them at all of our safe houses, at our distribution centers. I want top notch from all of you. We've recently had a break in in our security systems. I fear that we might be one of the next targets. Well, what about you? It's clear that they know where you are. It's clear they know how to get to you. Where are you going to be? She smiles, kind of like there's a little bit of a cockiness to it, and she goes, I've avoided trouble much of my life. I can do this. Trust me, when I want to disappear, I can. It's not me I worry about. It's my men. And it's the people of this city who never got involved and wanted to get involved in the darker affairs that some of us make a living from. Well, well if and when we come back, how, how are we going to find you? How... What's a good way to contact you? She walks over to you and she goes, do you have comms at all? Any of you? I can give you my private yes, channel. actually, yes. Take this number. She hands it, uh, scans a number over to you for all of you to only have. This will be the best way. All right, well. A, uh, a bird never flies too far from its nest. Truth be told, I'll be nearby, watching. Alright, well, I think we should, uh, we should gear up and get on out of here and figure, and figure all this out before uh, things start to get worse. Thyra, do you have extra men who could come with us to the mountains? Mountains? I know you need us here. To the chasm with the yes. temple? Hmm. I could probably spare one or two, yes. 
You're All strongest done. and smartest. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Uh, that would be a 10. No, sorry, that is a 13. She shakes her head. She goes, No, I'm not going to waste my strongest. You can have someone who has been in those whereabouts. Great. But my strongest will stay here. Stay in places that I deem appropriate. Great. Thank you. She looks at all of you. Then it's a deal. What are you waiting for? For all. Well, gather up my stuff and start heading out. Okay. For anybody who's injured, that time we can say was a short rest. Great. Okay. So, you guys make your... You're not injured at all. No, I took two damage. Oh, wow. You guys make your way up the steps, each one kind of creaking. As you come into the fake back room, the the wall closes behind you. And you make your way out into the bar. The bar is still a mess. Most of the folks have uh, left. And Atlas, sorry to say it, but uh, Hillier is nowhere to be seen. Left with all the commotion. Still needed him. You guys make your way outside. There is a rain that's starting to come down. Um, and when you saw the firefight before happening outside, you do not see that at this time. It seems to have died down. Um, you'll find yourself looking across town. You can see the various corridors, the various, like, housing burrows. You can see the smoking smolder of the House of Roses as just thick tendrils of smog is kind of like fading up into the sky. There is an expanse of stars um, that break through the clouds every once in a while and it is cold. What do you guys do? Well, I don't think we're going to get much left out of this this village. It seems to be pretty blown to smithereens as far as I can tell and we know we have to head north, right? To mm-hmm. the to the mountain? Yep. Well, I'd, I'd say if everyone is all geared up and ready to go, we should just make our way there now. Like I said, I, I have a strange feeling that somebody knows where we're coming. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, you guys are getting ready to you kind of orient yourself at not having been from around here before, but gathering up the information, setting all the coordinates, there is a light voice. Hey! You the three that Thyro's sending? And from one of the back alleys, you see a tawny boy, about 14, walks up. He's in patched clothing, um, and he has this, like, hard face covered in scars. And, uh, he goes, the name's Seer. Thyra told me you guys needed a guide. Called me right away. Can I do an insight on him? Yeah. 21. Can you spell his name real quick? 
S I I E R E. 21. He looks far too calm for what's going on, but you get more of the sense that that comes from a harsh lifestyle. You also notice, as you're looking at him, that he's carrying hidden weapons that you can tell, just from like the bulges in the clothing. Hello. Are you hoping to join us? Join you? I mean, I don't hope for it, but I always hope for some money. And, uh, places go into shit if you know what I'm talking about, and, well, the only thing that doesn't change is money. So, no, I'm not hoping to join you, but I'm hoping to make some money. And Thyra sent me your way. And you've been to the mountains? Yeah. Yeah? My family grew up mining the silicates. And you can get us there? I can take you there. Safely? Yeah, I've been there and back. Okay, then let us go. Who do you think Thyra originally sent to go check out the... That temple? So you... So you've seen the temple, then? Oh, yeah. Is there any, anything that any information you can give us before we start heading that way? Kind of give us an idea of what we're getting ourselves into. Hmm. Weird. That's a, that's a good start. It's mostly like dusty, relicry kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it starts off kind of like, it's, it's a cave. It looks like a, nothing special, right? It's something that any anybody who farms any of the mycelium, they would go in to gather. And uh, as you start to go a little bit further in, there's tons of broken shell, clay. And you start to realize that maybe this ain't so natural, right? Get in there, artwork, broken. And then there's this great door flanked by two, two of you, uh, but, they're, but they're statues. And big lock on it. Ain't gone further past that. Does the door say anything? Yeah, there's a bunch of funny symbols. Yeah. Has this like strange, this like strange, uh, no door handle or anything. And it's definitely for, uh, locks it on, uh, elephants in size. Mm -hmm. Um. Are there many locks in this part of town? You. Just me. Yeah, I, I've robbed a lot of people, and none like you. Well, I imagine it would be hard to rob ones like me. You'd be surprised. Well, really, because you've never robbed someone like me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, please take us there. Mm. Okay, so as you guys start to head in that direction, you he instead of taking you like by foot there, he takes you to a lot. And the lot, he, you can see a chain that's been broken, kind of kicks it open, and you guys see these uh, hover speeders. And he goes, all right, everyone jump on. He Is this yours? Goes, no. Whose is it? Uh, some of the some, some of the rich folks. And do they know you're taking this? Hell no. Yeah, I'm sure they won't miss it. I'm not getting on here. All right, well, you walk. I will. And I start walking well, to the mountains. I am not following her. I'm, hop- I'm hopping on the speeder. Just take these two cords, and then and the speeder comes to life with a... So 
he uh, invites one of you guys to jump on the back of his, and then he let he starts the other one for the other person. Oh, so I don't know how much this. How much can they hold? Oh, fine. Yeah, and they're like cars. Yeah, I'll get one. I'm taking my own. <laughs> All right, so him and Atlas are sharing. You are. He shows you how to start one, McKenna, and then just kind of and just starts to rev the engine, and it just ah into the rain. Along the way. The rain is just pattering, you guys. A lot of the fire has been put out, and as you're like leaving the town, the further, because you, you guys start to go north, and then it's like you have to go a little bit northwest to get there. And originally, you start to get in some of like the slums and more of like where like factories are, and those areas seem to be less impacted and or hit by the attack. Um. There is sirens in the back where you can see uh, lights and flashes kind of in the direction of the House of Roses and you start to leave that behind. Uh, You are driving your way towards the Animas, which are the mountain range in which this this temple is allegedly at. As you kind of cross the expanse, leaving town, the animals get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you find yourself getting into the foothills. Completely pitch black, the only light, your headlights. Um, Atlas, can you make a perception roll for me? Nine. Nine. Okay. So, you guys are nearing up on what seems to be this giant hole in the ground, but not directly straight down, like into this burrowed into the side of the hill. Um, you are brought to the side of it. The engine's turned off and the boy gets off and he says, leave them here. And he points to where you see a bunch of silicate structures, little, almost just like similar to like mounds or tree-ish kind of shaped rocks and kind of pushes the the land speeders over there, kind of using some of the engine's floating power to get there. And you are led to the entrance of this maw. Inside is dark. He sees that, oh, oh, turns on a glowing light. It's a, like a bright, brilliant green. And suddenly this area, this cave entrance is lit up. And just, and you just see an expansive structure. The boy looks at all of you and he goes, I'm assuming none of you are too familiar with earthquakes and tremor sense and any of that sort of thing. Mm-mm. Hmm. Do as I say. Take off your shoes. Okay. Uh, I'm not wearing shoes. Oh, Okay. So he starts to take his off, and he goes, you'll feel it first. Always. The best way to know something's coming is through the skin. It's only going to give you, like, barely seconds to do something, but that could potentially save your life. He pulls out these orange little packets, hands one to each of you. It has, like, a quick button, because these are pop-up shields. If we're going into a cave, this is what we use when we're harvesting the mycelium. 
And when he says mycelium, you look around the cabin and now you see like tons of mushroom sprouts off of the sides, the main food source of those who live here. You feel anything, even if it seems like it's overkill, press this button. You're going to get a pop-up shelter. No promises about few. Something opens up and you go down. But at the very least, you're not going to get crushed. Thank you. Yeah. Helps a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Well, be reassured. This temple's been here for what looks like a while, and the cave is here. So there's something here, you know, that's kind of reinforcing it. More or less, you should be worried about something falling on your head. Now, come on. We don't have time to waste. Starts to lead you in. You go through various caverns. Um, along the way, can all of you make a perception roll, please? Ten. Sixteen. Fifteen. Atlas and Clive, you both notice amongst the... Um, mycelium. Like, there's almost like a bush of like these like truff, like almost truffle-like mushrooms that are, you know, almost as big as you guys are. Uh, wow. And just tucked away in it, you can make out the barest of some sort of a garment. I go walk over to it, start rummaging through it, and attempt to pull the what I see out of the mushrooms. Hey, what's that? And as you start to pull it out, you make a strength roll, please, an athletics check. 16. Okay. You start to pull. There's a bit of like a weight to it. You pull more and more. And eventually there's like a start to a rip. You reach further in and you feel something cold and stiff something further you can grasp, and you pull out a body. Oh, dear. And it's a... It's it's a female. She's wrapped in blankets. I wonder if this is the girl that... that our informant told us to go and find. How does her body... As you start to unravel the uh, piece, you see that she has just the starts of some red hair. And what was your question, McKenna? How does her body look? Hmm. Make a medicine check or a biology check. 16. It looks relatively unharmed except as you start to unwrap and unravel further you kind of have to like pull part of her the clothing apart and you see above the chest there is a circle mark with little spokes around it and it looks like it's been melted or branded into her Does it look like a sun? 
it 100% looks like a sun. Does it, does it look like what we assume is the sun maker or the sun makers as a, a sigil or whatever? The necklace? Yeah. Uh, make a insight check. That's a natural one. No idea what it is. Yeah, it's hard, you know, it has the exact same shape. But it's very weird. What I wonder why this body has a has a wheel imprinted on it. Huh, well, it's probably nothing. I would recognize that from the necklace I saw. See so yeah. I would say I would say so since you saw it. Well, actually, you all saw it directly, so go ahead and make your insight check with advantage, McKenna. Ten and twenty-four. <laughs> yeah, McKenna kind of stands on her shoulder. She's able to confirm. Are you sure? Looks like a wheel to me. I am positive it is the Sunmaker's symbol. Mm. Never have I been more certain. I mean, like... I guess I can see it kind of looks familiar. Yeah, I guess we'll go with that. The boy walks over to you and he goes, hmm. Another one? God, I hate Another this place. Another one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. Well, when Thyra originally sent us here to go check this out, uh, the place was littered with them. It was like Did someone... they all have the sun emblem? Yeah. Just like that. Wow. I threw up a little in my mouth the first time, but, you know, second, third time, nothing really changes. So, wow. anyways, whoever it is, I think, personally, they're the wiser to us. And they also know we can't get in through that door. But uh, originally when we got here, it was a mess. Bodies. Some, not that I know, but definitely some that I've seen. And... Well, at least they're trying to hide it now. Or maybe they missed this one. Well, come on. Once you've seen one, you've seen all of them. Okay. I'm going to try to take like, a mental image. Are you able to, like, am I able to, like, save something in my, like, get out my, uh... Neuralink? Yeah, for my Neuralink. Am I able to, like, save something? Like, uh, yeah. Memory? Like a snapshot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much yeah, like a snapshot. Time. So, and you'll just be able to try and re- like re- you'll be able to recall it um, with advantage. Okay. In, in terms of like re- of accessing and figuring out where that yeah, the log is, but okay. you snap that Atlas's eyes kind of go. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna go up to the door. Yeah. So you are led by these up to down further as the cave starts to angle further and further downward there are like some faint uh noises what what are they no it's just the animals that live here nothing to worry about what are the can i do a perception check on noises yes actually biology you're trying to identify the animal uh nine no clue all right. And then eventually as you're descending, it the steps become the cavern starts to turn into steps. Cut, old. You pass layers of shell and clay, what looks like 
where the cavern becomes uh, this actual temple, this change. You see originally where we once were like vases and statues kind of lined up in a row where they've been crushed by things that have fallen from the ceiling. And the steps continue further and further downward. It is a mix of both ancient, uh, archaic ways of creating buildings and masonry, as well as mixed with some more modern elements. The walls have been masoned, but they've been reinforced with steel. You can see where there's like arcing little layers of the circuits and stuff that create this like moving, um, like almost LED type light that circulates around the cavern. And it kind of is like this weird combination of ancient, like Mesopotamia type uh, building with almost like a neo cyberpunk theme to it. Your steps echo, you come to the bottom and before you is a massive door. The door is shut. It is about 20 feet in height and about 10 feet in width. On either side is an elephant. Loxodon. They are all holding a staff in the left hand uh, and they're flanking the doors like guards and their hands are raised in a peace like like a peace offering of the open palm and where instead of having one t- trunk you can see where they had like multiple trunks just kind of creating like a fan like emblem you can see some of the trunks have broken and fallen to the ground but not so much damage as here because the ceiling is almost completely steel and has like been carved to to uh, reinforce and have just a few like masoned elements. What does the door say on it? Assuming it's in Loxodonian language, I can read it. It is in ancient Loxodonian. I want you to make an intelligence roll, but you can do it with advantage. What do you see? It's a 12 and a 9. Okay. What you gather from the door is something to the effect of, and some of the words are are amiss, but... The home of the one... You can't make out the next few words. Truth be found. The home of the one, truth be found. Sacrifice be given. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, keep going. Praise. There's a blank. You will be led to a place of inner peace with all beings. And then the last line is, enter and forget your sins. And beneath the writing, there is a circle, and it's it's about at about eight feet tall. There is a circle indent about the size of a platter, like a just regular uh, platter. And it is, it has two like oblong indents within the circle. Caesar walks up to the door and kind of like pushes it a little bit and he goes, "Mm, 
try that every time. It doesn't really work. Well, you guys are the experts. I got you here. And I'm interested. How are you going to get in? Well, it looks, uh, it looks like this place is related to uh, Loxodonian culture in some way. McKenna, have, and you said you used to hang out with the Sunmaker. Does this place look familiar to you at all? That's a good question. Does the place seem familiar? Not that I've necessarily been here before, but... Go ahead and make a history roll, McKenna. With advantage? That's <laughs> um, <a> ten. <laughs> I think you're stuck with that roll. Okay, ten. There are many elements of it that are familiar. The statue, for example, is a homage to that of the path or the way, one of its physical manifestations. The pottery, the various cloves that that have um, most broken, but have some effigies of uh, geometric shapes, you know, recognize the, the different virtues. And all in all, this temple entrance, if it even is a temple, is looks like something straight out of one of your history books from the university. Well, this looks familiar. Um, would I know how to... Could I figure out how to open the door? How do you want to try and open the door? Let me do an insight on it first. Okay. Or would an investigation be better? Investigation. 16. 16. Your eyes kind of sweep around. Again, you try to read the letters. The only things that you're able to potentially draw is like, is what's written there? Does that have something to do with opening it? Maybe there's also, you know, there's no door handle. Does that imprint have something to do with it? Does, is there something with the statues? And those are the kind of the three conclusions you kind of draw. I'm going to take the girl's body we found and hold her heart thing up to the sun emblem. Oh, so the, the door has no sun emblem. The door has a circle that has two more like oblong circles in it right next to each other. Oh, so I bet it's a necklaces. Did, was she wearing a necklace? She's not wearing a necklace. Ooh. Here's kind of what it looks like. It's a top. I'm putting my snout tr- in. I was about to say, stick your trunks. Stick your. Uh... I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna caution you all that when we go in here, we may not like what we see. Wait. The path is a very dark religion. The path is a religion where you think that you are the only right one. Um, if the Sunmaker has expounded upon this, then then there's going... We can't fight him. Now, is this a religion or is this a cult? 
Is it starting to sound a little bit more like it cult? started as this beautiful idea of just bringing Loxodon culture back from the past, and then it turned into this dark, twisted thing in which my daughter was killed, and I. But didn't you sacrifice her? No. Don't ever say such a thing again. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I've been kind of having a bit of a hard time trusting you recently with the recent found knowledge. Could have never lied to you. How am I supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know you're not lying? I never claimed I wasn't lying. I cannot have this conversation with you when I'm about to be reunited with the Sunmaker. You should also know another name for me. He's the Moonmaker. All right, and I put my nose in. Atlas, <laughs> will you please make a history roll on the term Moonmaker? Moonmaker? That one. That one. That one. That yeah. one. Natural 20. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> the Moonmaker is one of the most wanted terrorists in the universe. Mm. Interesting. Does he have anything to do with uh, my... Uh, no, not that you know of, but being having your connections as an Acer, you are aware of other organizations, and there is a radical Loxodonian extremist group that, even though this one's it seems from what you've gathered is different, it could have maybe roots that are a splinter cell, uh, and that's probably what started your initial interest in learning about it. But the Moonmaker is wanted and has been reportedly in hiding. Hmm. I I don't even let them respond to what I said, and I put my trunk in. Okay, so you stick your trunk in, just boom. Nothing happens. Do I need to twist it? You try and twist it. Nothing twists. It doesn't seem twistable. I want you to make a perception. I'm going to trumpet into it. It's you. And then you let out the trumpet, and it immediately, there is air that suddenly goes, and you watch as there is just this whirring of, uh, that seems to come from inside the door. Dust comes flying out from the cracks of the seams. And there's this... The doors open up enough that you guys can push them. You watch my entire demeanor change from this nice, friendly Loxodon that you know to a very... um, I guess my I stand up straighter, my trunk is straighter, my eyes are narrowed, focused. I'm not the friendly woman that you were just talking to. And I'm walking in. Noticing that, Clive will uh, unwrap his laser rifle on his back and have it at the ready. Mm. Please remember, I've been very kind to you. (laughs) Okay. We'll see about that. Going in. You enter into what seems to be an antechamber of sorts. In there, there's more facades of the path in various forms 
ahead of you, there appears to be two non-barred like doorways. There's rubble about, but it looks like it's been cleanly moved um, away. And Is there anything hanging from the ceiling? Make a perception roll. Uh, that would be 19. There is nothing hanging from okay. the ceiling. But... Atlas, Clive, will you guys make a perception roll? What are you getting us into? It's to me! What is your perception rolls, man? Seven. Uh, I rolled a big fat two. Alright, so you just look around at this relatively empty room, and mostly what you can gather is someone has been here, and it has been cleaned. The two doorways await ahead. Both are... One is dark, like shadowed. The other one seems to have been lit with regular, like, sconces. Um, Does this room look familiar? You can just say yes or no. No. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna very confidently yell the Moonmaker is here. I'd like to speak to the Sunmaker. The Moonmaker is here. I'd like to speak to the Sunmaker. Maker. 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 The echoes. And the reverberation comes back. Seesaw looks at you and says, Hey, don't think that worked. Just wait. The silence continues. And you hear nothing. In either doorway, is there a sign of someone having been there recently? Specifically, large footsteps. Hmm. Go ahead and make a investigation roll. Ooh, that's, that's a bad roll. That is a five. No. Nothing that you can tell. The only sign of someone being here potentially being the lit hallway to the right. I'm going to recommend we go to the right. And I'm going to recommend that you guys don't talk. But be ready to defend yourselves. Now, before we go through that door, what exactly are we getting ourselves into, McKenna or Moonmaker? I wouldn't expect anything to happen to you. Terrorist. I would expect that they'd want me to be sacrificed. That's that's what you do in Loxodonian culture. Every once in a while, you need a Loxodon to sacrifice. And I wonder... If they've had a lockdown recently. Hmm. Now, is he the Sunmaker, also known as the Moonmaker, or are no, you? No, I am the Moonmaker. You maker. are the Moonmaker, the one that's being hunted and is classified as a terrorist. Yes, but I. It never was supposed to happen this way. It's funny how we ended up meeting on a prison planet and it appears that you deserve to be there a lot more than I did. It's just... Hmm. Clive, I don't know that you understand the way 
good things become really bad really fast. I don't think I understand quite anything that's going on here. And I, 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 I never knew the people. I never knew what I was recruiting the people for and what it would become. I don't know. That seems to be what they all say when situations like this. But I digress. We don't have time for this right now. But just know, McKenna, I'm watching you. That is fair. What you know about me is not good. If you choose to listen to what you've heard in the news more than what you've interacted with me in person, you have no reason to trust me. Atlas, that goes for you as well. If you choose to listen to what you've heard in the news more than what you've gotten to know me, then you have no reason to trust me. And I'm going to walk forward into the lighted hallway, lighted doorway. All right. So she starts to go ahead. I'm going to follow behind her about three or four steps. And following further behind is the boy. And Atlas, I'm assuming you're taking up the rear. Yeah. The hallway is long. It um, seems to break off into a variety of rooms, all of which seem to be of little consequence. It's set up in the way that the uh, monasteries and temples back on your home world, when once it was, were. You know from your histories at the university that a lot of these are the sleeping quarters for the priests, for those who have come to atone, for those who have come to dedicate themselves to the way. You continue going, knowing what signs to look for in general. And, uh, Clive, will you please make a perception roll with disadvantage? Uh, seven total. Ahead, McKenna. The hallway starts to break, and you can see just the barest glimpse of a great uh, cavern-esque worship area. It has been, from what you can tell, kept in the fashion of the natural cave, much in the same way that the path or the way believes in keeping in tune with nature. There is a ledge that seems to drop down, and you can just make out the top of an entirely golden loxodon statue, circle-legged, its trunk upward, and an actual like fire uh, being held in, in at the top of the trunk, similar to that of like the Olympic torch, just burning. Does this room look familiar? It looks. Like a, the, it looks like the quintessential worship hall. Not familiar. You're, you've stepped through the door. You're, can you make a perception roll, please? Sixteen. Sixteen. There is a faint. Your ears flare. What do you do? I try to turn to find out what it is. You turn, and then there's a. <laughs> Clive, you catch it just at the last minute because she was blocking the whole view. But there is a trap that only your infrared vision can see. And she steps right through it. And she turns just as there is an explosion. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 
as the top of the ceiling crashes down on you. When I, notice, when I notice that she steps through it, mm-hmm. can I go ahead and activate my barrier? Oh, yeah. Since I saw her step through the... Yeah, go. I, I would say go ahead and roll an initiative roll versus mine. Am I adding my initiative bonus to it? Yep. Uh, eight? Oh, yeah, eight. Atlas, will you also do the same? And getting brushed by rocks. Okay. Alright, so you both, including Caesar, uh, all press the button and boom, there is this orange bubble with a hard top that just puffs up around you, and that's what you see, McKenna, just as rocks come crushing down onto you. I rolled 16, by the way. Yep, see, that's half damage. That's 10 points of damage. McKenna, as just like some of the rubble just boom, 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 you are battered and bleeding. And I fall to the ground, passed out. And what you guys, as you push open the entrance to your pop-up cover, you can just see McKenna's hand out of the rubble. Did you not heal from... Only half the short only a... Holy shit! Did you guys see that? Oh my gosh! Well, I guess I guess we have you to thank for giving us these uh, these pop up barriers. We would have been right in her situation if that happened. Uh, yeah. And you can just see the shock of someone who's never seen death as the boy. Like he's seen death, but not like happened but right in front of him. Well, at least... I'm not dead. I'm passed out. He doesn't know that. Okay. Atlas, do you want to help me dig her out real quick? Let's think about this for a second, though. She's a terrorist, correct? That's true. But as much as I would love to leave her limp body laying here, unfortunately, I feel like we're going to need all the help we can get. And she has the best idea of what we're about to deal with. Wait, Isaac, real quick, is that you gave me the history check. Because she's a well-known terrorist, what is her, like, what is her acts of terrorism? Like, what's her, what is she known for? Go ahead and make a history roll as you've been mulling this over. I don't think I have history in here. Nope, eight. Eight. You're not really sure. You haven't looked into it too much. You just know from cursory look at the news as you're kind of, like, watching her bleed out and just even just considering if it's worth it. Yeah. I'll start moving the rocks or anything. As he's doing Uh, that. Oh, sorry. As he's doing that, um, Clive's going to start sending healing nanobots towards her. Okay. I... So you're probably behind Atlas because this is one by one square. And then Caesar's behind you. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there, it was that narrow. Yeah, it's it's pretty narrow. I need all of you, not you, McKenna, Atlas, and Clive to make a perception roll with dis- with disadvantage. Perception, 10. 
<laughs> okay. You guys are pulling the rubble apart. You're starting to heal McKenna. Go ahead and roll for the damage. I mean, the, the, the healing. Sorry, not damage. And as the nanobots start to coalesce around McKenna and like you start to draw breath again, like kind of waking up covered in dark, the sounds muffled. McKenna, from your viewpoint, you hear both Clive and Atlas talking. And then there's this muffled other noise that you pick up through with your ears. You can't really tell who it is. All you hear is the sound of a gun that goes... And you hear it lo- like start to hum. Can I Clive. Was that three points? That is 11 is points of damage. As, as you are healing McKenna, this bolt slams into the back of your shoulder and just <clears throat> throws you to the side. And everyone... 11. We are in initiative. Are you passed out? Yeah. No! Clive? Because I was, at, I was only at 4 before we healed. Wait, are you uh, down? Or? Yep. I was only at 4, four, four hit points oh. before we healed. Clive, will you please roll a perception roll? <laughs> no? <laughs> Is no an option? <laughs> oh man, I got six. You don't see who shot. You don't know what it was. You were just suddenly like hit by pain. And then everything goes dark. <clears throat> Atlas, you were alerted. You drop the rock as Clive falls to the ground. McKenna, you are stuck under the rubble. Atlas, will you please roll initiative? That's just all the worst rules. Eleven. Okay. With that, you have Clive. You have Seesaw right behind you. I need you, Atlas, to know that you have to go through difficult terrain to get to this assailant. You look back, down this corridor, you see a figure with a laser rifle, dark clothing, and will you please make a perception roll? I'm at yeah. negative three, by the way. A natural you actually one. don't, you don't go negatives unless it's double. Like, so like you, when you, when you, when you go down, yeah. you don't, like that's old D&D rules, so you go negative. The only time negative matters is if, like, say your health is what your health is. Let's say your health is ten. Yeah. If you go to, if a one hit takes you to like negative ten, I believe oh. that's death. Otherwise, it's just zero. All right. What'd you get? One. One. The figure pulls up like a bandana over their face as they hoist the shot up, and. Uh, Wait a second. Is it big? The gun? No. Or the gun or the person? The person. No, the person is average size. Do you're not really. You're not able to see though, McKenna. So, with that, McKenna, you're first. I. Damn it! I'm assuming they know I'm there from what I yelled. Um. So whatever I say is not going to stop. I'm just going to hit it with a fireball. You are currently stuck and can't see and aren't able to take a shot. You are incapacitated unless you can make a strength 
an athletics check or some other way of trying to move these rocks off of you. The way you say that makes me so mad. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, I am going to try to get up um, while sending a message to this person saying, I want to either see the Sunmaker or Nuguvu. Okay. Then. Wait, who? It's a message. Oh, okay. Go ahead and make this with persuasion. Fourteen. Fourteen. There is a muffled voice that calls out. And it says, You follow the path? Yes. And you hear this muffled yes. Can you make a deception roll, McKenna? Nineteen. Nineteen. I didn't do this. There is a That you know what must be done. I don't. Why? There's no. There's the path does not say this must be done. So as you have no answer, just the sound of the hum of the laser starting to crackle. This is not the origin of the path, and I'm gonna stand up and try to get the rocks off of me. All right. Well, um. I'll we'll say that's your interaction. Okay. That's your. We'll say that's your interaction with the environment. I'll, you can make that with string roll with disadvantage. Okay. Since it's not your f- actual action. Seven and fourteen. Okay. You are unable to move okay. the rocks. All right, Clive. I need you to make a death saving throw. Huh. <gasps> oh, alrighty. Here we go. What? What, am I adding something to that, or is it just... It's just, just ten. A roll? Oh you my gosh. Higher, what you need. You got this, buddy. <sighs> Clive, one heartbeat goes by. You can feel the very little bit of feeling you have. You can feel the skin just starting to kind of wither away from the shot oh of the laser rifle. You always wondered what this felt like to be on the other side of it. Everything's going dark. You can barely make out what's being heard. And some of the better times come. For some reason, you're thinking of your baked beans recipe and how good it would have been to serve that to your family or something. That's Clive. Yes. I wish I would have got the dance a little bit more. Okay. The person raises the rifle, aims it at Atlas, and takes a shot. Atlas, that's a 17. And it just, boom, shooting straight at you. Five points of damage as the bolt slams into the side of your arm. The character gets down onto his knee. Uh, Radiant. Oh, okay. Yeah. He gets down onto one knee, levels another shot, and then takes one other shot and just... And the shot also rings out, hitting you in the side of the shin. Atlas, that's eight points of damage. Yeah. Atlas, it's your, your turn. turn. Radiant damage, right? Yep, your turn. Man. Alrighty. I don't understand why this thing is. Atlas. Alright, alright, alright. Here are the plans. 
Um, I don't have the Dungeon Exponder though. I yep. was going to use one of the painkillers. Oh, okay. So that gives you uh, temporary uh, HP. Two die four temporary. Two die four? Yep. Ooh, okay. All right, and then the, um, is that a bonus action or is that my action? The that's your action. Plus my full action. It is taking taking potions and the items are your are actions. Wait, no, I thought bonus. I thought potions were bonus action. You can't, can you can't take a bonus action unless whatever you're trying to do specifically says that you can take it during a bonus action. I'll check the rules later on yeah. that, but I'm pretty yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, that'll be my turn. Okay, so you kind of like <clears throat> turn around, you pop these pills real quick, and you just feel like that warmth of the numbing sensation. McKenna, you are awake now, so go ahead and roll initiative. Nine. Okay. So nothing. Nothing. All right, the figure still on the knee raises the gun takes the first shot, it fires past, ricocheting across the wall. He takes one step further back away, seeing Atlas taking the, the drugs, um, and takes another shot. This one, again, goes wildly, shooting just past Sisa. We have McKenna, you're up. Okay, I'm going to try to get up. Um, I want you to go ahead and make an athletics check. While messaging, can I, can I message and get up? I think I should do that. Yeah, you can make the message, and then as your action, um, we'll say that that's disadvantage again. Okay. So, uh, damn it, I'm not going to get up. It's nine and a four. What Don't you, get up. What are you trying to message? Um, I'm just going to message, I'm the Stunmaker, and I want to see the Moonmaker or Nikuvu. Now. Make a persuasion roll. 22! <laughs> the figure yells back, Technomancer! If you know anything about the Sunmaker, then you know he is never coming back. Oh. And as he finishes that sentence, there's just this ever so slight from the ends of his words. Why? All right. She, by the way, she's never coming back. And then I'm just gone. Life. Clive, I need you to make a death saving throw. Oh. Wait, the mirrors. The mirror can come back. So it's one fail and one success. One success. Draw in deeper breath. <gasps> Atlas, your turn. Did I? Alright, I'm gonna. How far is he from me? About 25 feet. Clive? Okay, so I can't... I was say, I can't get to him. I'm just gonna bonus action rage and then get as close as I can to him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can... I know he says difficult terrain, so... Yeah, you, if you dash, you can make it. No, I want to take an act, though. So I'm just gonna get as close as I can, and then I'm gonna shoot him with the first axe. Okay, so leveling the weapon, go ahead and take your shot. Four. 
it shoots wildly past. You're just ammo just being wasted on the side of the wall that just boom. Alright. He got a 21 with his initiative roll, so he's gonna go first. He as you're approaching, he takes another step back, levels both shots at you, Atlas. The first one again misses, ricocheting across the wall, spraying dust all over both Clive and Caesar, and the second one does exactly the same with my three I just rolled. He, uh, you see as you're approaching, you can actually see the whites of his eyes get a little bit wider as maybe he's realizing that if he doesn't do something soon as you're approaching him, he might be in trouble. McKenna. <sighs> okay, I'm trying to get up again, and then I'm yelling, I am the Moonmaker. That is a 10, 11 to get up. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Now, shove the rocks aside, battered, bruised, beaten. You get up and you yell that you are the moon maker. And I would like to see Nugubu. I want you now to go ahead and make an intimidation roll. That could have been such an epic moment. Nine. <laughs> Nine. You're, you trumpet this. It resounds. But in all of the wildness, all of the craziness of the shots, it gets drowned out in, in the in the fire. Am I back here? Yep. Okay. Clive? Another death saving throw, man. You, got you also know it's Clive. Pass down. That's two fails, one success. All right. <clears throat> Atlas, you're up. Alright, so I'm gonna get all the way to him now, I think, right? Yep, you'll be able to get to him. So you kind of run up into his face, axe wielded. And yep. so I'm gonna swing reckless at him. Just risky, but you know what? Alright. 18. 18. The axe shears into the side of him. Go ahead and roll for damage. Six plus six, twelve. Twelve. All right. He just barely gets it back. You shear off kind of like the end of this, the bumper to his, like bumper stock partially, like just clipping the edge. And you watch as he just walk, like looks in fear, the whites of his eyes, like just growing. There's something familiar about it. Can you make a perception roll? This is that kid. Two. I can't do two. As you start to look closer, he kind of like hits you with the back of the rifle, just enough to kind of get back. But you can see that there's a wide swath of blood just kind of dripping down his body. Atlas, will you roll initiative, please? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. McKenna, you're up. Okay, I'm gonna go over to Atlas and try to use a med kit to stabilize Clive? him. Clive, yeah. Okay, so use you... a med kit to stabilize him. I can't fit on the thing, so I'm just <laughs> next to it. Um, I'm stabilizing him with a med kit. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, so you pull the med kit out, you start to stabilize. Clive, you find yourself moving into the ethereal place where synths go to sleep. It's so nice. There's nothing there except for faint echoes of things that you don't recognize. McKenna, again, as you're working on Clive, you notice the 
clear liquid kind of running out of him versus blood. All right. Atlas, you're up. All right. I'm going to swing at him again. Excuse me. Reckless. Uh, 22. Okay. So you, you swing, you shear into the side of him with the... How much damage? Nine. Nine. All right. This time, when you hit him, you tear some of the cloth off and... And you can just make out underneath it, like, faint scales glittering on the skin. The figure kind of backs away. His mask almost slips. He pulls it up further. And then it's his turn. Taking a disengage, he moves away as you, again, try to, like, grapple him, hold him in place. He kind of shoves you aside, and he just starts sprinting off into the hall with a... And he disappears around the corner. What are you going to do? I'm still raging, like, raging, so I'm going to face after him. Okay. So, McKenna, you watch as Atlas starts to chase after him. Atlas, don't do it. Don't You don't, you don't know where he's going. I'm trying to talk you out of it, but you could totally... Of course, for a second. Uh... I said, Atlas, don't do it. He's going somewhere you can't defend yourself. I will go to the very end of the hallway. I just want to keep going like, down the hall. Yeah, I just want to see if I can see him and then get one shot off or not. Okay. Yeah. I want you, as you're running, to go ahead as you see him just about to turn the corner to take one shot. Three. Three. It ricochets, and at the same time, I want you to make a perception roll now. Sixteen. Sixteen. There you go. There was a... And you hear the sound of what appears to be like some sort of handheld explosive being thrown down the hallway behind him. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw with advantage. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. Wait. Uh. Yeah, seventeen. Okay. So this, there's an explosion. Throw yourself back into the hallway. You guys hear this, Clive? This is actually what wakes you up out of your stupor. It's just <laughs> Alice. You get singed. And that is. Seven points of damage as you throw yourself out of most of harm's way. And then the rumble goes quiet. There is a faint... (sighs) Atlas, you peek your head up. (sighs) Just a little bit of that rage still there, scanning. And you see that the entire way out has now been blocked. I'm going to yell, Naguvu, I'm here. The Moonmaker is here. And I would like to see you. I'm livid. 
Sisa looks around at all of you and he says, Who is Naguvu? I'm going to whisper to him. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Okay. And you're calling him? Yeah, I'm certain you'll find out. Oh, gosh. Just be on your best behavior and hope he's in a not-sacrificing mood. And it's at that moment when you hear Atlas stumble back around the corner of the hallway. Just like some flame still lit on his clothes that kind of pats out. Clive, once again, you find yourself in McKenna's hands. <laughs> this needs to stop happening. I'm going to stroke him with my oh, trunk. please do not. <laughs> Clive, it's going to be okay. <laughs> the beautiful part is you all start to get your bearings as you see the entrance from McKenna when you threw the rubble aside has now been kind of cleared. You guys are, you know, able to disseminate the information that the hallway's been, the way out at the very least has been collapsed. Mm-hmm. There is a, again, you can hear the crackle of the fire on the other side as the rumbles start to subside. Well, I think we're going to go the only other direction that we can go. Gathering yourselves, you start to walk out in the only direction you can go. And you come into a large cavern. The cavern is um, bland in comparison to the rest of the temple. There are facades carved into the walls, however. And again, there's that giant golden statued elephant sitting cross-legged, full lotus, fire held above its head in the trunk. To From where you're standing, you are eye level with the head. Then there is a steep cliff drop that goes about 20 feet down to the bottom. At the bottom, you see a circle. First, it's white, almost chalk-like. That's not what draws your attention. What draws your attention is what is about the circle. About the circle are about half a dozen pillows used for meditation. And beside each pillow are the remains of bodies that have long rotted away. Not long, but pretty over a few years and you can see the implements used to kill themselves long wicked daggers jade pommels and at the center you see one loxodon sized pillow for meditation right at the base of the statue and you see that there is a slight discoloration on the statue and what looks like a lot of like browned dried blood caked 
onto the belly of the statue. And judging, especially you, Atlas, judging on what you've seen and, and Clive, what looks like someone blew their heads out with. But there is no Loxid on body. And that's where we'll call the game. Wow. <laughs> so, thanks so much for coming. We hope that you enjoyed it. We loved having you, and we can't wait to see you again next time. Till then, enjoy the holidays, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.